what's going on everybody and welcome in to another edition of be shape daily i'm brendan schaefer here with you we're into the early morning hours of monday june 27th following an oh so disappointing series for your st louis cardinals as the cardinals i think i said a few days ago outlined what they needed to do over the weekend against the chicago cubs and then this coming series Monday through Wednesday against the Miami Marlins. Two teams bit down on their luck. Marlins actually haven't been playing terrible baseball this year. Only about five or six games under 500 last I checked. But when it comes to the Cubs, I mean, these guys have been bad. And other than that, last place in the division, but that's only a result of how poor the Cincinnati Reds have been. And so the fact that the Cardinals... Over the weekend at Bush Stadium, you get this series at home. Good environment with Cubs fans coming into town, Cardinals fans showing out. You drop two of three to the Chicago Cubs as the Cardinals lose the opening game of the series on Friday. We talked about that on B-Shape Daily. Didn't have an episode yesterday. That would have been Saturday. I'm speaking as though it's still Sunday, even though it's technically past midnight as I'm recording this on Sunday night slash Monday morning. And so the Cardinals got back on track on Saturday with that win. Was one that you really had to have when you considered the pitching matchup. Miles Michaelis was going for that Saturday game. The Cubs, their their rotation's a little bit ravaged right now by injuries and the like. And so you had a chance against Adrian Sampson on Saturday. He actually pitched pretty well. The journeyman, 30-year-old. For the Cubs, five innings only gave up a pair of earned runs. Cardinals were able to get some stuff done against the Chicago bullpen. Good, exciting game on Saturday. St. Louis won that one 5-3. And then Sunday happened. And Sunday was a tough one for the Cardinals because of what it maybe projects going forward. The big news coming away from that game, other than the fact that the Cardinals lost it, The injury, the status of Jack Flaherty, however you want to phrase it, it ain't good. It is not good. Jack Flaherty only ends up pitching two innings for the Cardinals. He labored, as has been the case in each of his previous Major League outings this season. Not very efficient, throwing a lot of pitches. Didn't give up any runs, though. Was able to get out of a bases loaded jam. But his performance on the mound is... Not even secondary, not tertiary. It's just, it's not even relevant at this point. Because if he's not able to get back on the mound again, that's really what matters. And he did leave the game early on Sunday due to more shoulder stiffness. And the Cardinals said this was precautionary. But I got to tell you, they're not going to say anything different day of. You're not going to hear anything other than, yeah, we just wanted to play it safe, be careful with it. Remember, when they removed Steven Matz from his game, the the game that he had a shoulder issue, remember what happened there? Steven Matz threw, I want to say it was two pitches. Didn't even, I don't know, didn't record an out in the game. I think he stopped mid-batter, if I can recall correctly. Threw a couple of pitches, and then he was done. Cardinals said it didn't look right. We wanted to go with the precautionary approach, right? It's precautionary. Well, Steven Matz hasn't pitched in weeks. And maybe he'll end up being okay. And I shouldn't say he hasn't pitched. He has begun or is beginning the process of getting on the mound, throwing baseballs, doing rehab assignments. He's on that track right now. I don't know specifically what day 
he he's done that. I think it was coming up this weekend, so it may have already taken place for his first rehab assignment. But you get the point. Something precautionary ends up turning into a six, eight-week ordeal for Jack Flaherty. I mean, shoot, going all the way back to spring training, at first it was just precautionary, right? When he was dealing with a little bit of discomfort in that shoulder. And so precautionary turned into injections. Injections turned into very lengthy rehab for Jack Flaherty. Cardinals went slow. They they didn't want to put him into a rehab assignment right away. They wanted him to strengthen the shoulder. Got to get the shoulder strong so this doesn't happen again. He starts rehab. Goes with the Springfield Cardinals, pitches well. Goes to Memphis, pitches well. And they said, all right, forget pitch count, whatever. We're going to get you to the major league level as quick as we can because you look good. Everything looks sound. And then it just wasn't right for Jack Flaherty. First outing against the Pirates at Bush a couple weeks ago. Struggled, inefficient, said he had butterflies, said he was a little nervous, whatever. Couldn't shake that the way he normally does. You kind of write it off and say, okay, better than the next time. It was even worse the last time out against the Brewers up in Milwaukee. Five walks in that outing was not a strong one. We recapped it on B-Shape Daily about a week ago or so. And on Sunday, I mean, like I said, the performance wasn't great. It doesn't really matter. Two scoreless innings, like that's that's good to see at the very least. But it doesn't really matter, right? If he's hurt, that who cares what the performance was? But two walks, one hit is what he gave up today got out of the jam. So, you know, you could say precautionary. I mean, he threw nearly 50 pitches and was removed from the game because it wasn't looking right, wasn't feeling right. Clearly, he was able to throw the pitches, but he hasn't been Jack Flaherty in any of his last three starts, any of his three starts this season. And so Cardinals noticing that, decided to ease off a little bit. And we'll have to see where it goes from from there for Jack Flaherty because I can't imagine another injured list stint isn't what's coming. I feel like it has to be what's coming. I'd be very, very, very pleasantly surprised if Jack Flaherty can avoid the IL this time around. You get removed mid-game due to a shoulder thing. You've already had a shoulder thing. That's recurring. I don't know what else you do other than take some time, shut it down for a little bit. It's not what he's going to want. It's not what anybody wants to see. Like I said, I'd be pleasantly surprised if that's not the case. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm spouting off here, and and it really is truly precautionary, and he's going to take a couple of days. They they said after the game, I wasn't at the game today. I was actually doing some uh, remodeling for the uh, the baby we have coming in September, and so we're, uh, we're building the nursery out. So did a lot of uh, home renovation today. But I was watching the game, and uh, after the game, I saw on Twitter that Ali Marmel told reporters it was sort of a dead arm thing for Jack Flaherty. He was experiencing the dead arm. That's something you hear from time to time with pitchers, often later in a season, though. You hear that, and you say, well, the guy's throwing so many innings, it's just inexplicable that sometimes this dead arm thing happens, and it's not really an injury. They, I mean, they, they try to diagnose and find where the injury is coming from, but they just call it dead arm, and sometimes a guy who's normally throws 96, 97, suddenly he's throwing 88, and that's all he's got. It's like, yeah, his arm's just dead. It's just like one of those things. I'm sure there's a better medical explanation for it. And my intention uh, this week on the KTGR Big Show, I'm flying solo without my co-host. So expect a lot of Cardinals baseball talk if you listen to the the Big Show on KTGR from four to six weekdays. That'll be me and uh, just our board op producer, 
producer Chris Tuesday through Thursday this week with my uh, co-host Andy gallivanting off in Europe. But I'm going to ask, I'm going to try to get Will Carroll, the injury expert that we talk to every Tuesday, ask him, when they say dead arm, what does that mean? Maybe we'll get a little bit better insight. But it's certainly not something that you want, not in, not in late June, not for Jack Flaherty, not for a guy who hasn't thrown very many innings this year, who's had shoulder issues, who's got the tear, right? We talk about the the tear that he, the partial tear, I guess, that he's been dealing with, they call the slap tear, S-A-L-P. And it's something that he's pitched through. That was the whole hubbub in spring training when at first the Cardinals and Mosellock, I was there down in Jupiter when this happened, came out and said, yeah, he's got a he's got a small tear, a slap tear in his shoulder. And, and so we're, we're wanting to work on that and try to try to see what we can do to rehabilitate that. But Flaherty came out and said, no, 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 it's not the tear that's the problem. I've had this tear for several years. It's not changed in size. It's remained the same. And it's not the reason I'm having the discomfort that I'm having now. That's coming from elsewhere in the shoulder. And so a little bit of confusion with that. Drama already, right, with the storyline. But Flaherty seemingly ended up getting a regimen that everybody was happy with, on board with, and that was going to be able to strengthen up his shoulder. And now we just got questions. We don't know whether it's a whole additional rehab process for Flaherty, if it was just a one-off and he's actually going to be okay. I That just feels less likely to me, but certainly the optimists among us, I think, would be would be hoping for that camp. Because what, uh, what a healthy Jack Flaherty brings to the Cardinals rotation is dynamic. It's something the team could absolutely use, a team that's scrapping, trying to sit atop the throne in the NL Central this season. I believe they're a game behind now, Milwaukee, after the weekend. Milwaukee had the Blue Jays, Cardinals had the Cubs. You'd figure Cardinals could have had an advantage there. Cardinals weren't able to take care of their business. And so now the next series for both teams, Milwaukee will take on the Rays, another good team, and the Cardinals get the Marlins. So, I mean, the opportunity hasn't gone away, but it's just disappointing, I think, for the Cardinals to lose two of three. But I did want to start today with kind of my thoughts on Jack Flaherty because that's obviously a situation to monitor. Something the Cardinals, I think, need to be a little concerned about because if you look at the rotation without Flaherty, let's think, all right, if if it doesn't work out and he misses more time and he doesn't end up being somebody that you can count on every fifth day to give you vintage, quintessential Jack Flaherty type of performances, where does that leave the Cardinals rotation? In my opinion, it leaves them a little short. Or I should say it leaves the pitching staff as a whole short because if you go in the rotation and say, all right, Michael, it's good. Wainwright, good. I do think that is the appropriate order for now. Michaelis has just been more consistent than Wainwright this year, but Wainwright's been solid. I think he'll continue to be solid. But Michaelis, Wainwright, uh, who's number three? I mean, Dakota Hudson has not been all that good lately. You'd like him to be able to perform as your number three, but he's probably there. Palante, I've really liked what he's been able to do. Had the quality start the last time out despite the loss on Friday to the Cubs. They got Kyle Hendricks. What are you going to do? So, I mean, Palante's in that rotation for right now. So, I guess it's got to go Michaelis, Wainwright, Hudson, Palante. You can order those guys however you want if, if we're talking playoff rotation. But they're both in the, in the starting five. And then you got to find a fifth. Can that fifth be Jordan Hicks? He's conveniently coming back right now, working on rehabbing his injuries. But he had the same situation as Flaherty's had. Not necessarily a shoulder injury. He had forearm, I believe it was. For Jordan Hicks, which again can lean into elbow kind of stuff, elbow territory. He's already had the Tommy John. And then last year he had the tear of the surgically repaired Tommy John elbow. 
So Flair, or, uh, Hicks, I should say, has already got some concerns on the injury front. And then just in terms of his pitching, he wasn't very efficient as a starter. People have been wondering if he'd be a better fit for the bullpen. But if you've got a need in the rotation, you've already got one quote-unquote reliever in Palante has been thrust into your rotation. But he is a starter. He's a bona fide starter. Was at the minor league level. He just came up this year as a reliever and did a really good job, which then out of necessity kind of led the team into considering him for a spot start here and there. He took the opportunity. He ran with it. He's in the rotation now, and I think that's I think that's right. I think that's a good choice. But again, without Flaherty, you've got another you got another spot. Guys like Verhagen, Drew Verhagen, back in spring, thought maybe he could be a starter. No, he hasn't really panned out as a reliever, and now he's on the COVID list. Or no, I'm part. Pardon me. I should get this right. T.J. McFarland is on the IL without designation, but it was reported that he has COVID. Genesis Cabrera on the IL without designation. Nothing has been said about his status regarding the virus, but I'm telling you, there there is no other way to put a guy on the IL. Like if he had, if you knew the injury, you'd say it. If he had a broken arm, you wouldn't say no designation. You'd say arm injury, broken arm, whatever. And so basically it's something right, right, like likely related to COVID. Doesn't mean he has COVID for Hennessy Cabrera, but maybe he was exposed, whatever it was. He's on the IL right now without designation. Drew Verhagen also on the IL. His was a shoulder impingement. And we talked about this earlier on episode of B-Shape Daily. Now that I'm thinking about it, where he had numbness in his fingers, stiffness in his shoulder, previously has had thoracic outlet syndrome, Got a rib removed back in 2016. So for Hagen, not an option for the rotation. Took me way too long to explain what I was trying to do there. But yes, for Hagen, they thought at the beginning of the year, spring training, maybe he could be starting depth. Knock him out. Woodford hasn't really pitched well in Memphis as a starter. They haven't wanted to use him as a reliever up in the big leagues. He's been okay in the nine or ten appearances that he has on the year. Oviedo. You thought maybe he would be a good match in the bullpen. They finally found his calling. He did give up a run in an inning in two-thirds today in relief. I don't know that they're looking to move him back to the rotation, though, because you do need right-handers out of your bullpen you can trust. Nick Whitgren gave up four earned runs today. Really the reason the Cardinals lost the game. We haven't talked a lot about the game specifically. I thought after the Flaherty injury after the second inning, you see somebody else coming out for the third inning. You're like, well, that's not good. It was Nick Wickren in the third, and then he began the fourth inning, couldn't get any outs, and that's why he got charged with all the earned runs. But then in the bottom of the third inning, the Cardinals start hitting home runs. They start a rejuvenation to the offense, and you're thinking, this is good. This is really what you needed to see on the day that Jack Flaherty goes down. Cardinals offense could take over. Goldie hits a bomb. Brendan Donovan, you go BFD. He goes yard. You're, I mean, Bush Stadium was rocking. In that third inning, Juan Yepes hits a homer, three homers in the inning. I was thinking Nolan might have him go back to back to back because it was Donovan, Goldschmidt, and then Nolan hit a really far foul ball. I thought, oh, maybe, but no. But Yepes later in the inning hit one. And so I thought, okay, good. This is really what the Cardinals, this is what they needed. They needed to say, hey, we don't have Flaherty. We don't know what's going on with that situation, but we can kind of put our foot down here and say, we're still a good team. We're going to be okay. We're going to show that the offense can carry us when needed. Let's make it happen. And then they give up five runs in the fourth inning. I look up. I look away for like five minutes. And then I have to go back and say, how did they tie the game? 
It was 5 nothing. What are you guys doing? Just It's just an example of not getting the job done for the Cardinals' bullpen. And again, on a day where you need seven innings from your bullpen, you can probably figure it's not going to be all that smooth of a ride. But at the same time, that's a real shame. That's a real shame to follow up a tremendous bottom of the third where you hit three homers, immediately go into implosion mode for the Cardinals' bullpen there in the fourth inning. Give up five runs. It's tied. I mean, they don't score any runs the rest of the game. They have their best hitters coming up in the bottom of the 10th inning, unable to get that run home from second. You get the Manford man and just not, just uncharacteristically rough at bats there in the 10th inning for the Cardinals. It's not what you want to see, but I mean, it ends up being, ends up being what it is. Donovan strikes out looking. Nolan strikes out swinging. Not a great at bat from Nolan. Ground out by Goldschmidt. And that's all she wrote. Cardinals lose the series. I mean, it's a tough it's a tough series loss. I think more than anything, though, you're frustrated about the Flaherty thing because it felt like, first of all, it felt like a long time to get him back. And it's like, all right, well, as long as they're taking their time because they want to make sure they're thorough and that he's ready when they do bring him in. And then he starts going on rehabs and you go, okay, good. This is what we're looking for. This is a Jack Flaherty that can help the Cardinals. And then they're like, well, we're going to we're gonna bring him up to the big leagues now. We think he's ready. And I won't give the team any crap for that. I thought it was the right choice at the time. What did I say? 60 Jack Flaherty pitches. If you're getting 60 pitches from this guy on a Wednesday, I'd rather him be in St. Louis than in Memphis because they needed production out of the rotation at that time, and they weren't getting it consistently enough. And so I thought, well, Flaherty can at least give you a good four innings on 60 pitches. He ended up pitching a, a mediocre three innings. But maybe he wasn't healthy. And maybe it's just so hard to figure out because they, I mean, they really did take their time up until they called him up to the big leagues. And then he's taking his turn three times in a row, three times in a row. It has been an abject disaster. So I don't really know what to make of it. I, You hope that he's okay. You hope that he's able to, to make it back. If he doesn't, though, like I said, I feel like as I counted it out there, Cardinals rotation is short. Michaelis, Wainwright, Hudson, Palante. No, not for Hagen. No, not Woodford. You like Oviedo in the bullpen, even though today in that, I mean, it was really uh, the start of the inning that was a, a problematic situation for Nick Whitgren in particular. After Oviedo comes into the game, yes, he gives up the inherited runners, but he didn't put him there. So I'm, I'm not overly uh, upset with the way, with the way that that went for Oviedo. And I still think he could be a good reliever out of the bullpen. I'm not anxious to put him into the Cardinals rotation when in Memphis, he wasn't really thriving as a starter. So I'm okay with Oviedo being where he is despite today's rough outing. I will say junior Fernandez, another inning and two thirds of Shut out scoreless baseball, and that was in a tie game, so it wasn't like it was a non-leverage situation. Those those pitches, those innings mattered for Junior Fernandez. And then, unfortunately, Zach Thompson gets the loss, which is really tough because he didn't put that guy on in the 10th. They scored the Manford man. What are you going to do? But that's, that's the 6-5 to five loss. The Cardinals fall to the Cubs on Sunday, which kind of knocks him back in the standings. You've got questions about the rotation. 
I said the Cardinals and John Mosaic would need to trade for a reliever. Now I'm starting to wonder if that, that whole Frankie Montas thing, the whole idea to trade for a starter, maybe they're going to have to. Because if you don't, if you have to put one of your trusted relievers who's got a starter pedigree, whether it's Oviedo, whoever it is, if to put a guy in the rotation, you're like, oh boy. I mean, maybe it's Jordan Hicks. That's probably the most obvious answer right now. But again, he wasn't thriving and he's not built up. So you got to find somebody. I think Hicks for the time being, hope and pray it works. And if it doesn't, I don't, I'm not saying trade for Montas automatically. I don't know what that trade would look like. We're getting into the month of July where we're going to really be able to talk about stuff like that more often because trades could actually conceivably happen. To this point, nothing's really been going on in the trade market too heavily, and so that's why you don't see the Cardinals in there because they typically jump into an active market more so than they're going to set the market. And so I'm not sure exactly what they'll be looking to do, but I think a starter and a reliever could be on the docket if the injuries keep taking over the way they are. And think of it is once... July 31st or it's August 2nd this year, I think, for the trade deadline. Once the trade deadline is over, then you can't add guys when when things come up and things happen. Oh, our number two starter got hurt. Like, Michaelis is injured now. Better go. No, you can't at that point. You have to sort of anticipate what you may end up needing. And so for me, I yeah, that's probably going to end up being a starter at this point. A starter with your right-handed relievers being Oviedo, Hicks, Fernandez. I'm talking about those middle relief guys. With Zach Thompson still having a role from the left side that I think could be valuable. And then, obviously, the big three. Cabrera, when healthy, he's on the IL right now. Helsley and Gio Gallegos. That's not the entire bullpen. I think they'd have one or two more arms, depending on roster construction. But, like, Wickren's, he's been here, and the numbers aren't great. I know there was a lot of talk earlier this weekend about the fact that he's had some bad BABIP luck, but I don't know that that was the case today. I mean, you just can't let that many base runners on. That was a spot where the Cardinals had this game on lock, and then suddenly they were scrapping for it, and they didn't come out on the right side of that scrap. So I don't know what that means for Wickren moving forward. Verhagen was injured, and so that's, he. I mean, he still is on the IL. Maybe he's better after he comes back healthy. That's what you hope. McFarland, I don't really know what to make of that situation. He's obviously got COVID right now, but was struggling. Unless there was an underlying injury that has not been reported, I don't really know what to make of of his situation either. And so I just, I see this, not only the starting depth, but the bullpen. It's just a little bit of a tenuous situation right now. And it gets much worse if Jack Flaherty is, is confirmed as out back on the injured list for whatever length of time that could look like. Because it almost feels like you'd be starting over to some extent. And I know that the way they approach these things is, all right, you got an injury in spring. We want to do the more minimally invasive thing. We don't want to do something that's so invasive that we know you're out for 12 to 14 months. Shoulder, whatever that would be, surgery. And so they they went with injections and strengthening program and that maybe it's worked. And, and this is just something that was a weird fluke or maybe it didn't work and they've still got something to answer for in that shoulder. And that would not be good news for Cardinals fans. So really, it's just to hold your breath and wait and see what ends up happening with Flaherty because I think that's the main news surrounding this team right now. Sure, they've got a series that's going to start against the Miami Marlins on Monday. That matters. It's important. The games matter. But I mean, I think if you're really holding your breath about anything, it's not probably what the status of that 645 game between the Cardinals and Marlins for Bush Stadium is on Monday. 
Adam Wainwright going against Pablo Lopez. Good pitcher. Miami's got that rotation that it may not all be there yet. It may not all be healthy right now. But you look at the Miami Marlins a couple years down the road, year or two, that rotation could be absolutely dirty. Because they've got Pablo Lopez, who's been very good, 26, 27-year-old, two-point-something ERA this year. Been pretty good. Jesus Lazardo is injured right now, but top prospect, really good if he can get healthy. Sixto Sanchez has been in that boat as well. I don't know that we've even ever really seen much of him at the big league level. I have to go check his stats, but another guy with a pedigree. Sandy Alcantara, probably the best pitcher in the National League, not named Corbin Burns. Cardinals are going to see him later on in this series. Something to think about as far as that is concerned. Yeah, they've got Max Meyer is like one of the top pitching prospects. I know he's kind of having elbow issues right now. Hopefully he's going to be okay. Got him on a fantasy team. Anyway, that's my little aside. Any chance I, I get to talk about the uh, Marlins rotation? It's absolutely filthy, and the Cardinals lost the Marcelo Zuna trade. <laughs> if, you, if you needed any further confirmation of that, Sandy's ERA is uh, lower than two right now. He's in the 1.9s. So all those things matter this coming week, but uh, definitely the next B-Shape Daily post-Jack Flaherty update. Uh, Jack Flaherty will probably dominate the conversation once again. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you subscribe to B-Shape Daily. You can do so on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if even one of you, if you listen on Apple Podcasts especially, would just leave a review, you don't even have to write anything. Just get click that five stars or four stars, whatever you think it deserves. But uh, I would love to get more reviews, get more ears on the podcast so that I can continue to make them and then, hell, maybe make a little bit of money from doing it someday. I just do this for the love of the game right now for the most part. But, uh, hey, the goal is to uh, to go bigger and better, add more production quality, add more, add more everything. So appreciate you guys, as always, for listening. That's going to wrap up this edition of the show, and we will talk to you next time, Monday night, following Cardinals Marlins on B-Shape Daily. Peace.